Well, hello and welcome. I'm Jamie Oikel, owner and founder of runningrestaurants.com. Today, I've got an awesome webinar on tap for you entitled Seven Steps to Your Comeback. So um, it's going to be a lot, a lot of good stuff. Joining me is my good friend and longtime industry expert, Darren Dennington of Service with Style, which is a mystery shopping service as well as a customer service training company. In addition to running Service with Style, Darren consults and coaches with uh, restaurants all over the, all the country. And in addition to that, Darren has been an operator of an existing restaurant as well as several locations in the past. So uh, Darren shared the slides with me for this a little while ago. And man, it is loaded with stuff. And I promise it's going to be very, very good. So uh, Darren, welcome, man. I'm glad you're here with me. Real quick, how are things? Are you for the family, for the business, for the restaurant? What's going on, man? Well, hey, Jamie, it's great to see you. And uh, I have to commend you. I've been following a lot of the content you've been putting out there. And you've had some great webinars and uh, short series and I'm very excited to be here today. I guess from the, the personal side, the family's good, my wife, my daughter, and the businesses are in a, a little turmoil. So we closed the restaurant uh, probably five, maybe six weeks ago now, and just didn't think that we were uh, in the market for a good takeout restaurant. So we made the, the early decision and we're making some plans to come back and service for style. Yeah, we work with restaurants all across the country. so. Things are uh, a little different, but I guess for me, this pandemic uh, personally started uh, early March, right? I remember turning to my wife and saying, okay, honey, it's time to make a final decision. Do I go to New York or not? And it was the New York International Food Show. So we uh, talked through, should we go or shouldn't we? And at that point, it was just non-essential travel. That's where large companies were starting to make little cutbacks and one or two of the speakers at the show weren't able to come. So it seemed okay and took some smart precautions and went to New York. And I remember standing at the show at the Javits Center, if you, uh, the name rings a bell, it turned into a crisis hospital for uh, a good month in New York. So the night before the show, we had the New York food show, we've been 10, 11 years in a row, and there's a beauty show right beside it. And they're always there, it's a very large show. Well, the night before they decided to cancel. So all the vendors were set up and they made the, the decision to not open the doors. And that really hit home for me and I felt like it hit home very early. And the next three or four days walking through New York and back and forth to the, the conference, was very strange. Uh, face masks started to pop up and I remember waiting for an elevator and one lady said, would you mind taking another elevator? And so I feel, felt like I came back from New York with a, a heightened awareness. And that's where we went into, well, personally, I quarantined for a couple weeks and stayed in the bedroom, uh, the spare bedroom and the spare bathroom. And I hunkered down in my garage, right? I didn't come to the office for a couple weeks. And for me, I went right into planning and brainstorming mode. I wanted to try to figure this out. And how we looked at it was a one week plan, a three month plan, and then what's the future gonna look like? Early on, it was a lot of you know, brainstorming and small decisions early on uh, to get through the, the start of this. And we've now been working our three month plan. So Service for Style is working on a lot of great new projects that we're excited. Uh, now is not the time to roll that out, but we've been working behind the scenes, trying to keep the core team working and busy and working on some things. So it's been yeah, different for everybody, right? Yeah, very different for everybody. And of course, our restaurant operators are scrambling just uh, every day with, with new information. And what, what, what you're going to like about today, yet yeah, when Darren talks about planning, he is an excellent uh, strategist and planner. So he's going to walk us through a presentation that he made for us today. So while I talk a little bit, Darren, go ahead and try to share that, share the screen and uh, that'll, that'll pull up. And, and what you're going to see is a lot of information about, you know, where we are right now in, in terms of um, COVID. That's where we are. We're here late April. I'm recording with Darren, very, very late April. And uh, so some of the stuff we talk about may or may not come to fruition, but we're going to talk a lot about the steps to, to get ready for the comeback and what's going to be necessary. So I'm going to chime in along the way. Darren, Darren has a full blown presentation here for you, uh, just loaded with content. He's going to roll through. I'm going to chime in with some thoughts, questions um, that, that I think people might be interested in asking. So Darren, go ahead, take us away, bud. Well, again, thanks, Jamie. So again, where I started off, I, I took a couple weeks and really evaluated every part of the, the restaurant, every part of the uh, my company and it got into the brainstorming. So the, the first peak, 
piece was the, the one we planned. We didn't know what was going to happen next week. And a lot of restaurants right now don't know what's going to happen next week. So here's how I've been looking at it in stages with the plan. And if you look at what you're doing next week, that's a, a big part of communication with your employees and keeping them up to date. A lot of restaurants are trying to survive through this, right? So early on, I, I looked at the outcome of what we wanted to bounce back from. And I, I knew that we were gonna be in, in several stages, but the time frame, which we'll talk a lot about today, really drives this. So I want you to be planning and ready, but the, the time frame uh, right now genuinely isn't up to you. But what we're gonna to cover today is the, the seven different stages, seven steps to, to get you back to a, a business where you can prosper and you can plan a future. So we're gonna talk timing. And what I would say about the timing piece is every single restaurant that I talk to is completely at a different place. And there's so many variables coming into this. So some of the things that Jamie and I might talk about today, that they could already be completely outdated for you or you need to start thinking about them today. So we're hearing some restaurants that are ready to open the second that they get the green light. Some states have already given that green light and there's restaurants back open now. I'm working with clients that as soon as Florida says we're ready to go, they're going to open. I've got some clients that have told me that, you know what, they're just going to sit back on the, on the sideline. And they were coming into summer and that's not their peak season. So maybe they're just going to hold off until October and put their restaurant through a, a big renovation or kind of rebuild the, the whole concept. And then we've got some places that are going to wait and see, give it a couple weeks and Maybe we'll just open up with takeout where we tried it before and, and didn't quite work. So realize that everybody's in a different stage. And as long as you're thinking through the stages, you're, you're going to be in a, a much better place. The financial component today, we, we want to talk about driving the decisions with the numbers. And what type of model? I think we've got a major opportunity in the restaurant industry. It's been a broken industry, plain and simple. It's been a hard, hard industry for a lot of years. And either you work really, really hard or you've uh, found a, a model that actually does work, which is a very small percentage of restaurants. So we want to talk about some potential model changes. If you were open for breakfast before and for the last year and a half, you've been saying to yourself, why are we open for breakfast? It's the perfect time to genuinely challenge every piece of your business and think about if you want to bring that back. Maybe closing for breakfast isn't such a bad thing. We want to talk about the guest and this is the piece that I've specialized in for a lot of years, right? Service with style. We, we talk about guest perspective and, and a lot to do with the, the staff interaction and, and how to build your guests. I'll be honest. I, I don't know where this piece is going. I don't know what type of things are going to be in the forefront of the guests perspective when they come back. We put out a survey about six days ago and just asked 15 or 20 questions to understand what the guests were going to be thinking. And one of the questions that we identified was what's going to be one of your major concerns when restaurants reopen? And one of the most popular responses was how can we utilize the bathroom with other people in there and safely social distance? So the thoughts, of what the guests are thinking are completely different, but we're gonna talk through some things because you've gotta know. You've gotta know what your guests want and what they're looking at. The staff, the whole labor market is going to completely flip. If you had 15 employees, think about where you were a few weeks ago and the, the trials and tribulations that you had with these employees. So as we come back, we wanna build a, a better staff. We're going to touch base a little bit about marketing and when you should be sending out a message and, and some different things to think about from um, an independent restaurant perspective. And we want to make sure that the, the future, that you're, you're building this back and you're really trying to foresee what type of business you want. When I was in New York, I jumped into a, a panel about the COVID-19. And it was at the show and we started talking about what to think about. How is this going to impact the restaurant? And the first piece that came up was everything to do with sanitation. We went into gloves for all the employees and some restaurants 
stopped every 20 minutes and started cleaning everything. I was with my good buddy, David Scott Peters, and I was challenging him. I said, I've got a restaurant that's a buffet. How can I reopen or continue to open at that point as a buffet? And he said, here's a great idea. Take your tongs that you use for catering, wrap them in your napkins and give everybody a disposable tongue to go to the buffet. I thought that was fantastic at that point. So we got into the sanitation piece. Obviously that's completely changed as things go forward. I don't think we can open as a buffet restaurant, but we'll, we'll get into that. So the first stage of this was sanitation. Then we really quickly went into survival mode. A lot of restaurants started cutting costs and instantly went back to just takeout and we started scrambling really quick. And here's what happens in the restaurant industry. Cash flow stops, the bills continue. The day that you decided to close your restaurant or go just to takeout, most of your cash flow depleted. You probably still had a couple weeks of payroll and your insurance payments and your, your 941s and taxes and all these things that built up that you were planning to pay from future cash flow. So now you got hit with all the expenses. Most restaurants that we work with are not in a good enough position to have an emergency fund. So they don't have three to six months worth of expenses sitting around. So we took all the cash out of the owner's hands and paid pay a lot of their bills. And now they've got to reinvest into their business to open. And quite frankly, we're, we're hearing a lot of restaurants that are literally waiting to see if they get the PPP loan to whether decide to, to come back or not. So the survival mode, we're, we're still there. We're, we're still trying to inch through some places, decided to close, someone in the takeout model, some are doing very well. Some have thrown in the white towel after a month of trying to do takeout. So we're still trying to maneuver through. And then we want to start to plan this comeback, right? That's the stage that I've been looking at for the last couple months of how do we rebound? And I, I think we've learned a lot in the last couple months that we, uh, we want to talk about today. So the message that I had been talking a lot about this year, I had come up with a new presentation called Total Team Makeover and uh, had it scheduled around the country as a seminar to completely make over your entire team. I had been talking about these building blocks, right? The, the foundation of a great restaurant. And if you have 12 or 15 different areas in your restaurant that you need to be really good at to become a great restaurant, it means that you have to set the right foundation. To me, that foundation is your staff, your leadership, and your systems. If you had the right management to lead the right people with the right systems, you had the ability to take on additional projects to make your restaurant better and better. Well, that's not how we're thinking anymore, okay? We want to get back to these building blocks and, and working on the good projects to get you better and better. But I think in the short term, we've got to look at this as stages. And this is where every business is going to be in a different stage, but you've got to start thinking about this as steps. We're, we're not going to just wait three, four, six weeks and be back to normal. We, we don't understand at this point if normal is going to be two, three, five years away. We have no idea. There might be a new normal, but start thinking about the major areas that you have to think about at different times, right? You should be looking at your training program. You should be looking at your menu. You should be looking to rebuild a, a good, smart, strong staff. So at different times, look at these different pockets. So stage one is gonna possibly look something like where we are today. Some restaurants are, are starting to open, limited seating, you can still do takeout, but what's that model gonna look like? Where I'm very fearful is we've been a business that has been built on volume, more seats, more seats. We, we gotta fill our, fill our tables, right? The most expensive thing in a restaurant has been your empty seats. So now, if we're on limited restrictions, how are you still gonna make that model work? If the government today says that you can only open to 50% capacity, so you're gonna look at your, your occupancy number and say I have uh, 160 seats, okay, I can only serve 80 people, how's that financial model gonna look? So the early stages, you've gotta be extremely careful and you've gotta know what you're getting yourself into. Just because you're allowed to reopen doesn't mean that that's a smart decision. Now, several restaurants that we're working with are, are trying to keep their core employees, right? They're trying to keep a few dollars coming in. 
a little bit of catering, meaning drop off uh, uh, some family style meals. Some have gotten very good at takeout. Some have pivoted over to, to markets and contract catering for uh, our healthcare workers and, and military, those type of things. But the dollars are minimal, right? We're, we're not doing the sales that we used to. So make sure that you're trying to, if you're still open, you're keeping the lights on so that you protect your core staff. You wanna keep these five, six, seven people working and busy and, and helping on the rebound. Your, your stage two is gonna look something along the lines of lighter restrictions. And we don't know what these are. One piece that I'm very troubled with personally is the, the restrictions that are, are coming out because they just aren't. There's suggestions, there's recommendations, but there's not true guidance. So you're gonna have to create your own guidance and we'll touch base on the, the health and safety part right at the end. But option or stage two is gonna be some social distancing. How are you gonna rebuild your establishment to make sure that everybody's safe? Maybe possibly we could get into some light drop off catering or uh, maybe groups of six or eight people could start to come into your restaurant. We don't know what those are yet. But that's going to be step two, where we gently get back to a, a little bit of business. And then stage three, I don't know how to predict this yet. I look at the, the new normal, and I don't think we're ever going to get back to a, a regular normal. That's certainly what we learned from this industry after 9-11 and after the recession was the normal change. And I don't know if we're going to go to all drone food delivery. Who, who knows what stage three is going to look like? But these are the conversations that have to lead your management meetings or your, your planning discussions right now. What does it look like going forward? So we're, we're looking at things in a, in a few different stages. Yeah, th thanks, Darren. I'll, I'll, I'll let you keep going a little bit. I just want to ch chime in um, about the new normal piece. Man, it's, um, I don't know what it's going to look like either, right? And I'm, I'm anxious and, and nervous. You know, I, 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 we, we've been very much hunkered down here. Um, but the time when, when it's been a short trip, it's like, man, you see people, you feel like things should be normal. You want to go back to normal. And yet I don't see a hustle bustle, you know, crowded uh, dining room in anyone's future. And uh, I've been reading, reading, reading and interviewing people and talking with folks. Um, something I came across this morning that I was, that I need to share with our audience was, was it was a, looks like it was like a, an operation in Hong Kong they put together a whole playbook for, for COVID. And like, it's like, they've, they, cause they're ahead of us on the curve. They've already gone through this part of it. They've started to reopen, they have techniques. And so, so one of the, one of the things we can do is look for those countries that are a little bit ahead of us. Uh, what are they doing as they reopen? And so I'll, I'll be sharing, uh, maybe I'll let you, let you go along, but, but I'll share that to the audience. And if I, if I think of some stuff I read this morning about it as you talk, but that is a lesson. There are people that are, that are a little bit ahead of the curve of us. What are they doing? What's working? So um, on the financial side, this, this has been fascinating. I, I, I've, I've been interviewed. I've been a guest on a couple of people's show and I've talked on our show and you already hit on it. Like the, the fragile nature of the restaurant model is just, it's kind of been inherently flawed for a while now. It's not a secret. Um, you know, restaurants have been struggling for 3% margin, 7%, 10% if you're doing great. 15 if you're a hero. Um, and some people do do better than that, of course. But a lot of people are struggling just with the inherent structure of the business. So as you, when you think about financials, I, I hope that there's going to be a sea change in how restaurants can operate so that they can do it profitably in the future. What do you think? The piece that I've been trying to follow and, and understand and survey a little bit is where the market goes from the financial piece. So yes, the model has been broken and working as, as hard as you can and putting all your life investment into a, a good little family restaurant. And at the end of the year, you, you show a 3% profit where you work 65 or 70 hours every week. It's, it's not what we're trying to do. And there's so many pieces that have been broken that we've just accepted. The, pay structure in our industry is completely backwards, has been for a, a long time where you get dishwashers that are uh, needing a job and they work really hard and they would stay, but the pay is so low. So you turn these dishwashers over one after another, you get some great people that you really want to work with more and, and promote them up and you 
offer them a management position and they're like, no, I make more money on the floor or behind the bar. Uh, I don't want to go into to managing. And I, I like my 40 hours a week. I see the managers work 55 and 65 hours a week around here. I'm good. So it's been completely backwards. And the price wars that we've gotten into as regular restaurants competing against the, the people across the street and all the wonderful marketing that everybody does to, to discount just to get people in the door. It shows a model from the financial side that's upside down. And a lot of landlords make the, all the profit, right? They might be at a, a 10 or 12% occupancy cost for your space. It's just unsustainable. So this is a good time to, to look at the market. And I'm seeing things on both sides of the fence. I'm seeing articles out there that are saying, the restaurants really better watch their prices because nobody has any, any money, any cash flow, and they're going to be very short with their, their dollars. And then I'm seeing things on the other side that if we don't take a hamburger from $9.99 to $13.99, the, the industry is never going to get back to where it needs. So it's got to be individual restaurant decisions. But the, the times of selling a, a $6 burger just to pull people in your front door have to really be looked at. And that's where I want the restaurants reopening and going forward to genuinely look at their budget. And we look at your prime cost, right? All your food, all your beverage, all your labor wrapped into one. And experts say that 55% prime cost is achievable. I say that to get to 55% prime cost, you've got a, a year's worth of work to put everything in place to get there. So now is your time that you can look at a lot of these different things and the decisions that you make today set you up for where you're going. As vendors come back, as uh, contracts start to come back, you've got to look at everyone and say, do we really need linen napkins now? Can, can we go without uh, the, the extra TVs? Can, can we trim our music package? Do we need somebody to wash our windows three times a week? Can we go to two times? It's got to be a different model going forward. So when you start to come back to, to spend your dollars, spend them wisely and please make sure you've got a budget and that budget is going to be in stages. So it's the, the one week budget, the three month budget and, and what you really want to get back to. So I hope everybody spends a, a little bit of time on the numbers. The model, the type of restaurant that you are, a lot of decisions are made every single day that put us into a position to where some things just don't work, right? You might have opened for breakfast to think that we just weren't pulling in enough sales a day. And if we could just get another four or $500 a day from breakfast, that, that would really make it work. And there's days that you do $150 or $300 and your labor is running at 75 or 80 percent but because you made the decision you kind of want to stick with it right you don't want to confuse your guests you're, you're open these hours and if you close down for breakfast is the the image about your restaurant going to be poor oh they're not open for breakfast anymore this is the time to do it i want you to look at all the different revenue centers that you have in your restaurant where the the cash comes in and what you should be doing going forward if you've been talking about doing more catering then well, today's not the day to, to be pushing catering, but maybe that's a big part of your model going forward. Maybe you've been focused too, too much on your, your happy hour, your bar sales, and you know you're just a great lunch restaurant. Well, let's just open for lunch. So it's the time to sit around and talk about uh, the model going forward. The model a lot of times puts us in the bad place with labor, that we make these decisions and now you have to have three servers on the floor for breakfast just in case we get busy. So make the decisions based on your labor model by your budget and what you really want to do. This is a great time for restaurant owners to, to sit back and say, you know what, I've been running my restaurant for 15 years and it's been a good business, but it takes too much of my time. Maybe we could change a few things. So look at the, the personal side of the model and try to build the, the right restaurant coming back, which leads you right into what products and what. Yeah, Darren, Darren, let me I, I, just because just because it's hitting me so so hard. If you, if you go back to that slide for a second, 
Um, I, I, I shared it on the rest, running restaurants, um, the Facebook page, but I, I didn't, I, I don't think I put it in our newsletter yet. And man, if you haven't seen this article yourself or anyone who's listening, hasn't seen this one, uh, it's a New York times article, I think maybe came out on the 23rd. And, um, anyway, the, the title of the article is, I, is my restaurant was my life for 20 years. Does the world need it anymore? And, and it's, it's, oh my gosh, it, it's written by the, the owner of the restaurant, it's called Prune in New York, and she just goes through every detail of the restaurant, just pours her heart onto it, and is really at the, at the end saying, while this was all great and it was New York and it worked, like, does the world even need this anymore? And it's, it's a question that, that literally countless people are asking, like, the stuff that we did before, is it gonna possibly ever be the same again? And so I know there's this existential crisis that operators are going through, and I know you're, you're there too as well with your, your business and your, your business is like, what is it going to look like in the future? It is going to change. And so find that article, uh, New York times prune, type that in, you'll probably, you'll probably find it. So keep going, keep going, Darren. Well, it's, it's what we've got to be thinking about, right? If you look at where you were two months ago with restaurants, the owners were chasing their tails, trying to run faster and faster. And they thought if they just ran a little bit faster today, maybe we could actually turn a little bit of a profit and they put their heart and their souls and and everything into this industry because there's so many moving parts to it there's so many things to do every single day i look at running an office and we do it service or style compared to my restaurant it's 50 times easier to run the daily business of an office compared to a restaurant so a lot of people have to look at themselves in the mirror and say, do I have the passion to genuinely continue? And I, I hope that you do, but you've got to look in, and check to see, do I really genuinely want to reopen if I had major problems in the past? If I genuinely feel I can fix them, okay, let's go about it. But if you were struggling before and you reopen under the same circumstances, there's not going to be a lot that changes outside of probably just a, a lot fewer sales. So when you start looking at your, your products and your service, one major piece that we've been moving towards in the industry is, is trimmed down menus, right? Smart dishes that really work well. We don't need 57 items on our menus anymore. And a lot have really followed these, uh, these movement forward in the last few years, but there's still a, a lot of huge menus out there, a lot of complicated, and they drive a lot of labor costs. So, take a look at your menus, reopen with smart menus, and take a look at the, the quality and the value because that's the one piece from after 9-11 and after the, the recession 10 years ago, both times we came out still wanting quality, we still wanted good solid service, and we still wanted value. We wanted to understand that when we spend $50 at a dining experience, we still get the value of that. So that's one piece that I, I just don't think is gonna change. It may change the first one or two times in, but when we spend money, we want value. Uh, a few weeks ago, we ordered from one of our favorite restaurants. We were a little celebration at home, so we ordered a nice dinner, and I opened it up, and my shrimp wasn't there, right? I ordered a shrimp entree with no shrimp. In a normal scenario, you would call the restaurant, and hey, where's my shrimp? But I, I know the owner, they do a great job, and it was a little mishap, so I'm very easy to give them a pass right now, but where the economic toll of this is going is people are going to need the value if they're dining out. So make sure that you're, you're holding good portions and, and you're holding the, the value piece, but cost it out so that you know what you should be selling it for. We're, we're not in a position going forward to, to give away the food like we have in the past. The service is going to change, right? How can I genuinely connect with the guest and, and get them to smile and really enjoy my type of service from six feet away and from all these new regulations that are going to be out there. So a lot of effort is going to have to be put into your staff to share with them how to connect with the guests. If they're wearing a face mask, well, they can no longer see my great big beautiful smile. And that was how I always lit up the table with my smile. So service is going to be different. And what I suggest here is, you talk to your guests and you talk to your employees and, and as you reopen, you understand what type of service that they're, they're really looking for, but you've got to connect with your guests from a distance and, and that's going to be tough. So the first piece of this, 
the, the sanitation and, and then we get into the, the survival mode, which is where we have been. Well, the, the comeback mode is the, the piece that we really want to drive towards today. And to me, that starts off with your guests. It starts off understanding who they are, what they want, and trying to adapt or pivot your business to what they want. The guests are still built on relationships. If you haven't emailed or, or messaged your, your customer base in a while, it's probably a great time to reach out and, and check in with them. Let them know you're still here and you're, you're holding tight and you're uh, excited to open when it comes around. So keep the connection with your guest as much as possible. The guest is gonna have some fear walking into a restaurant and two tables behind me, somebody coughs. It's gonna be a scary feeling. And you're gonna have to figure out how you turn that fear over to confidence. You've gotta be on the side that is the controlled environment as, as much as possible, and that you've taken the, the genuine steps to, to, to clean and to, to sanitize. I was watching a, a news segment yesterday and they were talking about the new standards. Well, a person on the camera shot came up and wiped the table and wiped it like we have always wiped tables, right? You come up, you move the salt and pepper, you wipe it and you go on about your day. Well, now I'm thinking, didn't he wipe underneath it and he didn't wipe the napkin holder? Why are napkin holders even on the table? And did he wipe the chairs? And, and we start looking at this completely different. So that was the first time I've seen somebody on TV bust a table in our new normal and I was picking it apart completely. So you've got to turn that confidence on and make sure that the guests know that you're taking care of everything. You're also going to have to train your guests on your new policies. You might have um, a restaurant where you get really busy, right? There was one in um, uh, the villages here in Florida that put a, a great special on, a takeout special. Well, they had like 150 people lined up all close together. They controlled what happened inside the building, but they didn't control it outside. So they're looked at as somebody that, that didn't control it. Look what they did. They put all these people together. So you're going to have to train your guests on a lot of your new policies also. I don't think it's going to be very tough, but you're going to have to make sure that they understand the social distancing and the new policies that you're going to have. And realize that they are watching every tiny thing that you do. They're, they're going to be watching your employees. They're going to be watching what they touch because of the fear. So a quick tidbit on the, on the watching man, uh, just, just literally maybe 20, 30 minutes before getting on with you today, I'm on Facebook, just going through the feed. Sure enough, local community, group that does rants and raves um, was ranting. Oh, I picked, you know, I picked up my sub and the, the person didn't have any gloves on and just didn't seem to care about anything. And I just don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand. And, you know, some people were back and forth and chattering after that. But, but the point was uh, people are, have this expe expectation now that Darren, Darren, Darren has talked about of, of what it's going to look like. And when you miss one of those details, I think, I think it was the, the session we put out today, you know, nine out of 10 details. If you get nine out of 10, right that one that you missed is going to end up on social media and there's going to be a picture of it and you're going to get, you're just going to get creamed. And so you can't miss any details right now. Uh, people are just watching too closely. You do not want to be on the wrong side of the story right now. Absolutely. And how I've always looked at it in the past is the, the screen up, up front. I've uh, showed this at my presentations for a lot of years. I always challenge restaurants to figure out where they rank in the eyes of your customers, right? Where is the, the guest perspective? from a secret shopping company, we look a, a lot at the numbers. So when a restaurant is a 90% and above, right, they're doing fantastic. Well, that 90%, how we used to grade it, is gonna completely change. So understand that cleanliness and, and sanitation was always part of the overall experience, a part of the value, a part of what we wanted from restaurants. Obviously, that's gonna completely jump up. So when you think about how well you're doing, of course, it's going to be based on your customer service and, and your product, but the cleanliness has taken a, a massive leap forward and it's, it's going to be a real big deal. And some of the things that we used to care about uh, previous are going to absolutely change. And the only thing that I can say is talk to your guests and talk to your staff and, and figure out what's important to them and, and survey your guests and understand what they're looking for. In the past, it was a lot based on time. Right? If I couldn't get 
my meal in, in 15 minutes and it wasn't a restaurant that I went to, I think that that's probably going to slow a lot. Time is not going to be a, a major factor of where we dine in the early stages. So understand why they come in and, and why they don't. In the past, it was always a employee with a, a poor attitude or an attitude of indifference. That's really what drove the people away. And I don't think that that's going to be the early stages of the, the new restaurant. I think that people are going to give you a little bit of a pass, but they're going to be critiquing other areas. The, the staff. This is a part of the industry that I don't think anybody has a handle on yet. When you take X amount of restaurants that have closed their doors with X amount of employees, let's say that you have 12 employees, right? You're a pizza place at the, the corner of the, the street and you've been there for a lot of years and you've got this 12 employee base. I would imagine that three or four of them are your core team, right? They're, they're going to be back with you and you've talked to them and you're texting and they know the plan. Maybe even they're working, they're down to your takeout crew. Then you've got a group of people that you liked and was pretty decent and you might like to bring back. And then you've got the employees that we all had two months ago that were just not cutting it and was really challenging. So as you start to rebuild your staff, there's a lot of things to look at. And I would think in probably the last two weeks, I've probably been reached out from, it's got to be 18, maybe even 22 different people now that said, hey, do you know any restaurants that are starting to look for a good chef? Or these are people that have been in good jobs or in uh, long-term jobs, but they're looking for a change. So I think the industry is going to completely flip and it's going to also give you a lot of people as options that you never had before. So I, I want to talk about staffing in, in a few different segments. And the first is to look at your current team. Now, the whole PPP application is going to determine some of your decisions for the employees. So please make sure that you're looking at the, the requirements for that to turn a loan into a grant if you're lucky enough to, to get the loan. So that is going to influence some of the things that we're going to talk about here. But your current team is where you start, right? Which are the good ones? Which are the, the ones that I really want to continue? and start to involve them in your future plans. If you've got five or six people, whether it was a, a couple of good cooks and a, a good manager that are still working with you, sit them down, make sure that they know where you're going, build the confidence of your comeback through your simple core team. And at that point with that core team, you've got to understand what their needs are right now. The needs that I had as an employee two months ago have drastically changed. So every employee, even if you've been working with them for 10 years, something drastic has changed in their life and they're going to have different requirements from their job when they get back. So look at your, your core team first. The next part of the staff is your hiring procedures. Think about a couple months ago where we were. We were at 3.4% unemployment rate. When I presented at the trade show in New York, I had a slide about the, the current employment market. And because we were just starting with COVID-19, we didn't talk about the, the effects there. And we talked about this 3.4%. Well, I asked every person in the crowd to raise their hands if they were actively trying to hire somebody. At least 95% of the people in the room said, yes, we are currently hiring. Then I went into who is challenged with finding good people 75 or 80% of those people raised their hands and we determined that the biggest challenge was finding these good people. That's the conversation that I've been in from Flagler Beach to California to Niagara Falls, Ontario for the last couple of years. We just can't find anybody. And what happens is managers are looking for a dishwasher, looking for a server, and they're struggling with the schedule. And they look down and they see that he's got black shoes on and he can start tomorrow and you hire him. That's what we used to do. We used to grab anybody that you had a gut feeling off the street and try to bring them into our team because the pickings were so small. Well, you've now completely flipped that. I don't know for sure where unemployment is today, but I know it's hovering around 
and we're still trying to figure out that number. That's great depression type of unemployment numbers. People are gonna be looking for a job. So take the rebuilding of your team incredibly serious because every failing restaurant that I've walked into for the last five years has staff problems. The really great successful ones have figured out the staff piece. This is your reset button to build the team that you genuinely want. So uh, a good solid interview process, two, two, two. I want it to be two different interviews with two different people on two different days. Even if you have already worked with this person for six months and you're entertaining, bring them back, put them through an interview process. You might've been working closely and you understand, but take it incredibly serious. As you bring back your staff, bring back the right ones, the ones that you genuinely want to work with and try to understand what their needs are in advance because like I said, their, their needs are, are drastically changing. The policies and procedures. So now that you're bringing back your staff, what's going to change? What kind of policies do we want to adhere to now in a, a new type of format? So first thing I go to is your employee manual right pull it out dust it off and shake the cobwebs off and, and try to update your employee manual think about the policies over the last couple months prior to that sorry the the last uh quarter that have been driving you crazy and it's a perfect time to to reinvent yourself with your cell phone policies and your smoking and your employee drinking and gum chewing and all the things that drive your managers crazy it's a great time to create a new employee handbook and share with your team the health and safety procedures, there's going to be a lot of drastic changes. We're going to touch base again at the end of this, but you're going to have to have some very, very strong policies and procedures because you're trying to create new habits. And when I walk up to a table to bus it for the first time after I've bust 6,000 tables in my life, I'm going to bus it the way I always did. It's a much different procedure nowadays. The managers are really going to have to zone in on the habits of the employees and force them to new safety standards. Everybody's gonna have good intentions coming in, but we will resort to old habits very quick. And the last piece of the staff is training. How are you gonna retrain them? This is one of the topics that generally comes up in restaurants as an area that is not quite where the restaurant would like it. They, they focused on training, but they never thoroughly implemented a great training program. If you're reopening your restaurant, bring back your employees together or in a couple different stages, get them together in a room and talk about your new hiring or your new policies and procedure manual and talk about your safety and, and health procedures, but also realize that you're gonna have new employees coming in too. So look at all your employees as, as new, bring them back in through a, in orientation and, and sit them down and have a full full day training if you can afford it to really kick off a lot of the new policies think about when you opened your restaurant right a lot of restaurant openings will do formal trainings two three five days and they, they might bring in some some trainers to pass on the message of how to carry trays and how to greet people and how to suggestive sell so we do this when we open restaurants and then the training piece gets diluted as the message gets passed on to individual employees coming in. This is your time to pull them all back, set your new standards, get that message to the employees. Figured you'd like to chime in a little bit, Jamie. I didn't want yeah, to go no, too long. Yeah, no, he, uh, listen, I, I, took down, I took down a bunch of notes um, there. And, and really, yeah, your point there is well taken and that we are going to have a grand reopening phase and it will necessitate a change in um everything you do it's a chance to hit the reset button you can become a new person if you weren't if you weren't happy with the way things were before this is a chance to change things and um good news bad news is uh some people won't make it back for any number of reasons you know and there's articles that are going to quote 10 percent or or 30 percent we don't know yet um some people will make it back. And that means the people that do make it back have an opportunity to be stronger. And, and I really do echo what you were talking about with people in that if you had C players, there is no reason to bring your C player back because there's going to be B's and A's 
that were at restaurants that just weren't able to make it back. So those people are going to be available or to your point, they're, they're looking for a change anyway. So really great time to upgrade your, up, up, upgrade your, your people and have an awesome team. Um, all that being said, you know, we don't know what, what things are going to look like, but, uh, but, but definitely think about your staff as a thing. And just to sh- as you were talking, I just wanted to share a, um, a thought process. When you talked about um, uh, an attitude of indifference and you talked about quality, um, I, I think what we had gotten into, it, it was kind of, market was so good. Restaurants were doing so well that there was a complacency there uh, where I felt when we were dining out, all of a sudden as a family of five, we're dropping, you know, $80 here, $90 there, just to, you know, at a, dis- at a decent, you know, decent sit down restaurant. And it's like, man, I just spent $90, but I don't think we really even had a good experience or the food was that great. And I think that um, it was part of these restaurants just got so comfortable. And so now you're going to be uncomfortable for a while and you're going to have to rebuild that value equation um, where if I'm spending a hundred bucks, I mean, geez, I really would like to have a good experience. So just some opportunities there, rebuild the staff, grand reopening, uh, and, and yeah, qual- quality versus value. So um, I think those, those, are, those, are, those are spot on, man. And still the biggest key that I think about every day and, and try to implement, and it's always based around the management team, that I find that that is the starting point of any great restaurant, it has to have a good management team. And that's where a lot of times we've had to take what we could get, and you thought that they were okay to work with, but never really got you the, the movement that you were looking for a lot of chain restaurants, right? I'm starting to read a lot of reports that there's chains that are closing 150 locations and 37 here and 116 here. Chains have a lot of good, solid managers. They're different than independents, but they they have good, solid managers. So it might be a great time to, to bring somebody different into the mix. We're also looking at organization charts. If you had seven or eight managers previously and your management cost was creeping higher and higher and higher, maybe it's time to redevelop the model and figure out how to do it with three or four managers. So it's a, a cost area, but it's also a leadership area, which then leads into how you set up everybody from the, the staff piece. So just don't forget that two months ago, 90% of restaurants were struggling with employees. Either they, they didn't have the right ones or they couldn't find the right ones. And a lot of their days were built on handling employee problems. You get a, a restart here to try, try to control this the, the best way you can. So take, your, take some time. And I know it's not a, a big concern for a lot of people today, but as we start to rehire, it's gonna be a pertinent decision that you have to really focus on. Then we jump over to, to marketing and is one of the, the last stages that you will start to come out of and start to get your message out. Marketing is a piece that I've always personally enjoyed and like creating the message and understanding how people take the message in. And when you're watching ads nowadays, there's, there's a lot out there that are community-based, right? We're a, a restaurant, we're feeding the hospitals and and we're trying to support our, our community and, and we're donating a little bit of food here and there's messages out there that are very sympathetic and they, they understand what's going on. And then there's messages out there that are very opportunity, right? The, they're trying to capture the, the dollars opposed to the, the goodwill. And I, I fear that when we try to capture the dollars, it's going to be looked at as a a very negative piece right now. So be very careful on your marketing side. There's some great messages out there and there's some that slightly turn people off. The marketing that that we're doing is getting ready, right? We're not putting out any marketing right now. We're not in sales mode where we're not doing any of that, but we're getting ready for a reopen. There's a lot of restaurants out there that are focused on, on simple takeout messages right now that I have one restaurant that used to do about $36,000 a week in sales when we were full, and they're up to about 44,000 right now on the takeout model. So they've increased their sales and they've got a good strategic marketing piece going. So with the marketing, be very careful of the message and try to get that message ready. 
and the, the message has to be something of value and you're going to be trying to draw the people back into your restaurant. So don't be afraid to entice them in a little way. And the marketing right now is a great way to connect with the guests. We've been rolling out these uh, surveys and the guests really seem to like them. They're, they're giving some, some great feedback and it's a way to express from the restaurant to the guests that we're still here. We may be doing limited service, but we're trying to reopen uh, uh, once we can in a, a safe environment. So the marketing, think about your marketing plan as step by step. I always look at marketing as you, you have your marketing means where you can promote your message and then you've got your marketing materials, what you want to have sent out as a message. Clean that up as much as you can right now. It's a, a, a good time to go through your email groups and to clean up your templates for your email marketing messages and uh, maybe design a few ads when you're ready to come back. So uh, marketing, it's tricky because you're, you're trying to sell. So it, it's a very vulnerable time right now. So be careful on the marketing. I would say build your marketing for when you're ready to reopen, have your marketing plan ready to go. You don't want it to be, hey, it looks like we, uh, we can open in a few days. Well, how do we tell the people? You want that ready now. So focus on the, the marketing as, as soon as possible. The communication is this piece that in a lot of restaurants has been the glue that really drives them to success. And, it, and it's also been the, the piece that really breaks apart and causes a lot of grief with your employees and a lot of poor employee morale and, and poor relationships with manager compared to owner. And you know, why isn't he working on that? Well, I didn't know he wanted me to work on that. I see a, a large failure in communications in restaurants as general. And right now it's even trickier because you have employees out there that are not sure if you're gonna reopen. They, they don't know what's gonna take place. They're, they're hopeful to come back. And you've got managers that are brainstorming on what they should be working on. And it's a, a different time frame with every single thought. The communication, I usually break down into four different segments, right? We always had our, our manager, which was our operational communication, the things that we worked on every day. Is uh, Cindy going to be here tonight? No, she called in sick and we're out of strawberries. Those are the simple things. There's not too much overwhelming in communications with operationals right now. But as we start back up, because so many things are going to change, you're going to have to focus on the, the simple daily communications, right? Communication log and, and talking to every employee every day. Then you've got your manager, your directional communication, right? Where's the business going? How are we going to get better? Let's hit the pause button on running a restaurant for an hour and figure out how we run it better. That's your weekly manager meetings. That's your communication back and forth and, and action list and your problem solving there. That's critical right now. If you've got a core team of just a few people, keep that directional communication going because of how many things are changing. When you have a clear cut picture of what you're working on, then everybody's on the same page and they can help you work on that together. The owner communication is usually where this gets confusing and they start interjecting and talk to the employees and they're talking to managers, but not all the managers. So owners right now, make sure that your communication with anybody on your team is precise, it's clear, it's uh, practice some good leadership and uh, a major trait of leadership is good communication. So they're looking at you for the direction and make sure that you're communicating that to them. Then the message has to get to the staff bit by bit, whether you've got just three or four employees now or you're ready to bring back 50, you've got to communicate the, the little details. So communication was always poor in restaurants and I think right now it needs to triple what it used to be just to, to get us through this. So it's a very, very tough communication time right now. My biggest part is an action plan. It's what I think about all the time. An action plan typically starts off with brainstorming, right? This is what we were doing uh, six, eight weeks ago. What can we 
work on now and what type of business do we want to be when we come back so if you are in a, a, a place where you can really communicate with your manager team sit them down and have a meeting start that off with brainstorming brainstorming tells the people around the meeting that you value your opinion that they their their thoughts and their input is critical to where you're going so talk to them let them get into brainstorming we could do this when we come back we should do this and let's not bother with that the brainstorming is just a, a free-for-all and then what you want to do is start to make these the small decisions right after brainstorming a lot of little simple things come out of it so then you start to put in the basic actionable steps from any good brainstorming meeting you, you get 10 or 12 simple things that someone can take care of and then you get the larger projects right out of a good brainstorming meeting maybe your team decides that we have to fix our menu and we have to fix our training program those are two opportunities and two priorities that you laid out so maybe you meet in small groups and you take those on as projects what i suggest for every business out there is have one person in charge of an action list an action list says that uh, stacy is going to call and restart us with uh, pandora our music system and Kenny's going to work on the inventory and Susan's going to start the new marketing campaign. Divide and conquer and it's done through an action list. That's how you get things done. If you're not all working together, it's a, a critical piece and you might have some people working from home and chipping away at a few projects. The action plan, action list is, is how you get them all together on the same page and turn it back to you for a minute, Jamie. Yeah, th thanks, Darren. Listen, um, I want to touch a couple things uh, on marketing and then uh, I have a question for you. The, um, uh, I've done some interviews recently on the marketing stuff and what I want to encourage people to do even now um, is to list build. Um, and that means, you know, if you are doing takeout, continue to capture emails, continue to capture text messaging, um, spend, spend a few dollars, uh, $10 a day on Facebook ads to, to bring people to awareness of what you're doing, whether it's a special offer, that's a super low budget than geographic, when you geographic target, it makes sense. And so, so you can do that. So, um, because when you come back or, or what this showed or what this showed us is that you need to be in control of, of your customers. You need to know who they are. And if you ask a lot of folks, Hey, who are your best customers? They, they, they know them by sight in the restaurant cause they're there but they don't have their data and they don't have their um, frequency information. And I don't mean everybody, but a lot of times we don't actually have the, the way to outreach. And so what you want to, the reason you want to have a list is that it is your proverbial ATM machine that you go to and you can send out a message, text message at 1130 that says we're doing this for lunch and it pulls money in to your restaurant. And, and if you don't have those lists and you're relying on people to just open the doors and show up, that's fine, except it's not. You, you need to be in more control. So, so list build, list build, list build. And then, you know, I, I, forgot, I had kind of forgotten this, but Darren had shared that study of his client that is actually doing more business now than before. That's a success story that, 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 I, that I, I encourage, you know, Darren, maybe we'll talk offline or, or a separate thing. Like, what are they doing to, um, what are they doing so well to get beyond this? And so folks can learn uh, from that. And actually I've had a couple, a couple of that. I mean, a couple of stories like that, but mostly it's, Hey, we're doing 10 to 20% of our business. We're doing 30%. We're doing 60%. And those numbers of course, aren't exciting for a restaurateur, but for someone to spin it around and do better, I thought, I thought that was really good. So, um, and then my last point to brainstorm. Yeah. I mean, if you have your staff and you usually don't have a chance in the hustle and bustle of the restaurant industry to get their feedback, this is a great time to get other insights that you don't normally get. And you're going to learn uh, things that you don't normally have a chance to learn. So br the brainstorming process can be very valuable. So those are the couple notes I had from that last section. What do you got? Well, the area that we've been working on is, is trying to understand the, the guests. And that's uh, tough to do right now because they're, they're not in our building. So what we came up with at Service with Style, we're actually launching a, a new program of brand new programs called Surveys Plus. And it's all these different ways to collect some, some great feedback. So uh, Jamie, what I'd like to do is uh, offer to anybody that's listening out there today or watching is a free customer survey. 
So it comes through our software, completely free, no obligation. All you have to do is email me, my email address is at the bottom, and we'll set up a, a free survey. Then you take that, we give you a link, and the list that Jamie was talking about, you send them a, an email and talk to them a little bit about what you're doing and, and how you're looking at the virus and, and how you're gonna come back and click here to take our survey and maybe that gives them a 10% a discount off your takeout or to build a little bit of business. But you're gonna get some real powerful information. It's a short, simple, well thought out survey and we're offering it for free to send to your guests so that you can start to understand what they're thinking and, and gonna be acting on right now. So uh, a free survey out there for you and yeah, Darren, just 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 because uh, you're you're thinking visual because we're we're recording uh, we're recording and he can see it, but um, if a lot of folks will listen to this or or or, or why not? So the the website to go to, give, get spell it out for them, tell them exactly where to go on the web and social in case they're just listening. Got it. If you want to take me up on the free survey, just email me, Darren at servicewithstyle.com, and servicewithstyle.com is the the website and there's details about the program, but. Um, send me an email and uh, the survey is really simple. We, we get it issued uh, the link to you right away and you can customize the survey. So just send me an email and we'll, uh, we'll take good care of you. The, uh, I, I, as we start to wrap up this last slide, uh, well, the, the one that after this is, um, is, is going gonna, is gonna to blow you away, all the things you got to think about. So let's, let's chat about that. So again, to these, these three stages that I've been thinking about, right? The, the sanitation is, is where we started. We, we dove into the survival mode because we were forced to. We're trying to plan our, our comeback mode, but our comeback mode is gonna be tied into the sanitation. And the survival mode is giving you a little bit of time to, to plan your comeback. So these three pieces go very close together and keep thinking about the, the different stages, but so just a few things to, to close, a, a few things to think about. And these were just random thoughts from myself walking through my own restaurant on some of the things that are going to have to change. And they're certainly not uh, recommend, or they're not requirements, they're simple recommendations, but they're just things that we have to think much different coming back. Are we gonna have our staff in masks? I think that that's a, a very good distinct possibility. Are we gonna have uh, gloves for our staff and our customers? One thing we were doing before we closed was 20 minute cleanings. Every 20 minutes, every employee grabbed the spray bottle, a clean towel, and started wiping backs of chairs and doorknobs and everywhere that we, we touch as, as customers and guests. 10 minute washings. Think about how hard it is already to have your staff wash their hands. So you've got to retrain them to do this more and more and more thoroughly, obviously. So I don't know, maybe make it fun. Every time uh, a song from a certain artist comes on, you have to wash your hands. Every time an employee is late, you have to wash your hands. And, and I don't know, maybe the swear cup that we used to have. Every time a cook said a, a bad word, we used to throw a dollar into the swear cup. Well, instead of that, Every time you hear a, a swear word, you, you wash your hands. So we're gonna have to come up with new ways. Maybe there's a way to do touchless payment. And maybe that means that uh, it's only credit card and we don't have the technology at our fingertips to do touch-free credit card transactions, but maybe they come up to the, to the POS. I'm personally really challenged with uh, buffet. We launched a, a new buffet segment of our restaurant probably three months before all this happened, and it was going great. We were starting to build, and it was a, a model that really worked for us. I don't know if we can reopen as a buffet, so it's something to absolutely think about. Uh, some restaurants are going to temperature scans for employees to detect um, potential symptoms, right? It's not a test to, to know if you have it or not, but it is a, a deterrent. Are you gonna have a new sick policy? What happens when somebody comes in with a cough? Is there a way to do just exact cash? So no money back and forth. If they leave you $37, that's what's sitting on the table. Disposable menus seem to be a, a, a topic that is probably gonna be a, a requirement in some states. Condiments on the table. Can you really reach out and touch the ketchup bottle when you didn't know who was at the table before you? 
no handshakes, no hugs. Um, are we going to have to remove half of our tables? We're looking at pictures of restaurants now where they're covering half their tables in saran wrap. I personally looked at that and all I can think about is the virus. I don't want to go into a establishment for a nice relaxing meal when we finally can and see saran wrap tables everywhere. I, I understand what they're doing. Some are just putting X's. I suggest taking them out completely just to, to remove them to show your guests. There's uh, disposable thermometers out on the market now. Linen napkins are gonna be tough. Do we pick up the virus and, and set them in a bag for a few days? So maybe look at your linen napkins. One person at a time in a bathroom. Is there pickup areas for your takeout that is completely separate to the regular guests that are coming in? Floor stickers at the front door. If your guests are coming in and they don't understand what your policies are, Maybe before they even hit your front door, they need 10 or 15 stickers to say, line up here, wait for the next spot. Disposable kitchen towels. <laughs> Think about this one, Jamie. Think about the, the terry cloth towel, right? The, the nine cent towel that we have in restaurants all across the country. And how many managers try to control those, right? They, they keep them in the office and don't take any towels. Uh, I, I'm the only one that can issue those. So we hardly give out any towels. And follow a towel around a restaurant for a day. Can you imagine how many different things it wipes and touches? And then a lot of times we look at these towels at the end of the night and we say, oh, just rinse it out and hang it over the sink. We, we can use that one again tomorrow. Well, maybe it's time to consider a, a disposable towel. And I know that there's some out on the market, but the, the old kitchen towel that gets passed around and, and used in 15 different ways, that might be gone. How you bust a table is going to be completely different. We don't just wipe the top anymore. We've got to look at every part that the, the customers touch. And deliveries. How do the deliveries come in and possibly get sanitized before they're put away? So there's a lot of different things to think about. And these are just yeah. thoughts to, to challenge how we're looking at the, the new normal. Yeah, Darren, there's, there, there's a lot there. And I did a session last week. We started to talk about these things and, and they're starting to come out in guidelines from NRA. They're starting to come out in, in some state guidelines. Um, I mentioned earlier the, uh, the Hong Kong restaurant that put out a, a playbook and they, they hap happen to address a, a, few, a number of these things. Uh, but it, it is a weird environment. And I think with, they, they were doing the, the temperature scan. So imagine the host stand come in temperature scan. I can't imagine if it comes back high and you have to say you, ha you have to send them away. I mean, this, this just a, just a brutal process. And of course, everyone's wearing masks and they, they talked about all the staff wearing gloves, how we're going to get comfortable. I don't have the answer, but these, this is a very good list for folks to start with. I, and again, you may not have to address every single one of these points, but you should walk through them uh, mentally. And so, so a lot, a lot to go through there. So we, we actually covered a lot, uh, ran a little bit more than, than an hour, which, um, was, is fine. And, uh, but covered a lot of content for restaurant folks to think about. Darren, uh, shared a survey that you can take advantage of. So please do that. Uh, as we, as we wrap up, um, any last parting thoughts, any, anything, and then I'll close up. What do you got? sit down and talk with your managers, talk through every scenario, plan a two, three, four hour meeting, do it on video chat right now, uh, do it on a conference call, just get all these things starting to talk about, but be careful because everybody's going to have suggestions. Get into decision making mode as, as quick as possible. And take the, the time that we still have and, and work on some major projects. Hang in there. Um, thanks for having me today. Yeah, I, pre I, lo I love this. I'm looking at the, the, the presentation. I like seeing it all. Thanks for walking us through that, Darren. A lot, a lot of good stuff there. So folks, that was Darren Dennington from Service with Style. You can find them on the web at servicewithstyle.com. Uh, for more great restaurant marketing and operations and, and continued COVID coverage, stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.